Nice one. That's the choice of Rosa in Pretoria saying, just give me something Soweto and Akinamali. So, there we go. Nevertheless, he's on the line. Nico, our petrol head, he's here. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Yay, Nico. Go. Good morning. Nico. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. No you, worries. You're talking about a very smart car, hey? I must tell you, um, <laughs> it is very smart. I, I, I really was sad giving it back. Oh, uh, yeah. And in, an, in a dream world, this would be in my garage. I just, I just love really? this car. Yes, okay. I, I did. Do it, we have to it, guess? Do we have to? Are you going to like tell us all about the car and then we no, guess it, what the car is? No, let's just talk about it. I, okay. I think uh, we'll, we'll start from the start and don't make it too difficult. Yeah. Um, so it is a Land Rover Defender, and in this case, the Defender 90. So Land Rover, of course, um, had uh, the Defender goes back, I think, to the 60s, where it was designed and effectively uh, wasn't changed much. So the model really much stayed the same, uh, and then only recently did it change. And, of course, we have the... the, the the 110, which is the five-door, and the 90, which is the, the short-door base, the three-door. Um, so, um, yes, it, I've had that car for a while. And as I said, let's, I want to ask you, what do you think of the design? Jeez, I think it's gorgeous. It really is. I mean, it when makes it, me when want to get a big car. <laughs> say again, if you want to get a big car. I said, no, it makes me want to get a big car. You know what? Um, uh, it's, when it parked here, it really was, uh, it, it was it just such a gorgeous car when I saw it for the first time. The color yeah. was, uh, it's called Hakuba Silver, um, with black wheels and a black mm-hmm. roof. Uh, it was just a very nice looking car. I, I just, if I look at design, this is probably one of the nicest looking cars on the road. And I got a lot of comment on that. And a lot of people, uh, you know, it turned a lot of heads on the road or when I parked somewhere. People would comment on how nice this car looks. So yeah. um, from, from the outside, definitely, Michelle, it's, it's a beauty. So let's have a look. Um, it is certainly a beauty from the outside, from the exterior design. What about the interior design? Always important because you spend most of your time there. <laughs> That's it. Uh, also, very nice place to be. Um, very comfortable seats, first of all. So uh, the first thing is that you sit nice and high, of course, with any SUV. That's a big benefit is that the fact that you're sitting high with mm. a you know, nice commanding view. Very comfortable seats as well. Um, and a very good steering sitting position. So when you set up everything, you know, you, you definitely feel a little bit higher than traffic. You can see out a little bit better. And, and we took this on the open road uh, and drove, uh, went to visit my parents with it. And, um, you know, so we'll talk about the drive in a bit. But everything is nicely cleared, clearly laid out. Um, and then one thing I think um, that the passengers liked is there's a lot of storage space at Michelle. Yeah. So in the door, there's space. Um, the front, the, center, the whole center area actually has space to put a cell phone or um, lots of charging USB or USB-C. Yeah. Um, there's pockets in the doors. What is really something quite cool is it had a cooled uh, glove compartment. So uh, in, the, in the center area, rather, you know, that cubby hole in the center, it's cooled down. So you can have a cool drink or your chocolates in there, uh, and it actually keeps them nice and cool. I'm, I'm almost wondering if you can't keep up. You know, it might just make an ice cream cool and not make it melt. But that's something quite nice in South Africa when it's quite hot. Yeah. You know, this thing could get nice and cool. So inside, well laid out. Um, the infotainment system, has, you, you have to get used to it a little bit more, to how it works, because where it's different from other manufacturers, and that took me a bit of time to figure out, is that 
you have the infotainment screen, and normally in the infotainment screen with most other cars, you'll find the vehicle functions, like your head-up display or uh, setting up, say, if the car has that function, your lane departure warning. And I eventually found out that those are all only from the driver, so that can only be done from the steering wheel in the center display. So that took me a little bit of time, but once I figured it out, then it was actually quite easy to use. So, okay, what's uh, the petrol consumption? What's the drive like? What was the general um, feel, the vibe? Okay, so... so and did you, have um, to, did you have to give it back? That's the thing. Unfortunately, I did, because I arrived here, um, um, you know, with guns, uh, or wanting, demanding the car back. I thought, what cheek that they actually want their car back and they want to give it to me. So, unfortunately, I had to give it back. <laughs> so, so um, I had to give it back. The, the, the engine-wise, the, the Defender actually comes with a few engine options, Michelle. So yeah. um, you could have, which I probably think if I look at money-wise, the, the one that makes the most sense is a D240, which is a 2-liter diesel, four-cylinder, with 177 kilowatts. The one I drove, um, which I think is probably, uh, you know, if you have the money, the one to go for, with a 3-liter V6, with 221 kilowatts. But there's also a P300, which is a 2-litre petrol, um, and there's also even a 3-litre um, petrol as well with 294 kilowatts. Um, I think money-wise, or, you know, and we'll talk about the money in a while, the 2-litre the 177 kilowatt probably makes the most sense. But if you want to drive a bit more with, you know, that V6 with 221 kilowatts, 650 newtons, overtaking is quite easy. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you, if I was sitting, you know, if I'm driving, if you're driving somewhere, there's always a slow truck or a slow car. And overtaking just wasn't an issue. You put your foot down and, and this car just goes. Acceleration is, is pretty good. And fuel consumption was around about the nine uh, liters per hundred kilometers. So I think for a V6 in a car that's not really shaped um, aerodynamically, um, it actually was pretty good. So one has to ask, uh, if you could have this in your garage, you would, you said. What do you love so much about it? What's you know, the price so, like? So, What's the price like? Well, we'll talk about the price. I'm <laughs> going to park the price for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about the price yet. So, yeah. so the looks, uh, you know, and for me, buying a car, the looks aren't my biggest reason for buying, if I'm honest. Yeah. Just that, you know, I just don't want an ugly car. But... You know, some cars are better looking than others, but this one is just gorgeous to look. You know, every time I looked at the car, I said, this, is, this thing is gorgeous. Um, it's easy to park because it's a short wheelbase. It's yeah. not all perfect, I have to admit. So um, some of the shortcomings, of course, being a three-door, climbing in and out the back, you know, it's not the most practical. So you can put the seats down and you can climb in there. But if you have a family, um, then a five-door probably makes a lot more sense. So climbing yeah. in and out to the back, but once you sit seated at the back, that's actually pretty good. You can actually, the seats are comfortable. You have more than enough space. There's one thing I would not take that, that frustrated my passengers no end. Um, so on this specific vehicle, and just get the right name for it, it has a, a design feature called the signature graphic. So at the back in the rear window, there's a square that sits in the window. And on the inside, it has like a storage space but it blocks your view completely. So this is one option I would definitely not take in the 90 because people sitting at the back, when they look out the window, they're looking into this black box, which is sort of a magazine holder. But luckily that's an option. So that's one thing I wouldn't take. Um, but as I said, once you sit it at the back, the, the space is actually quite good. And then again, being a short wheelbase 90, the backing space is okay at the back. If, again, if you have a family, then it doesn't make sense. But 
you know, if, if, if it's just two people, then you can put the seats down and then the cargo space is quite good. So I think the, practically the 110 makes more sense, but just visually um, the, the 90 is the one I would go for because the way the car looks. And of course, being a short base, it's easy to park. You sit up high, but it maneuvers easily into parking spaces. So from that regard, you know, it's to live with. It was actually a car that I enjoyed quite a lot. And of course, they, you know, the, um, one thing I, I was playing around on the configurator of the vehicle, yeah. it's amazing how you can configure the car. So, of course, again, money probably comes into play, but you can configure the car and you can start with the outside and you can have um, off-road packages or city packages or adventure packages. And you can have different design of wow. lights on the outside. There's a lot of mags. You can have a black roof or a white roof or a canvas roof. Um, so um, on the inside as well, something that's quite interesting is you can have a six-seater option. So you can have, the, you know, so in the front there's actually three seats. It's like a little jump seat. So if you have a smaller kid, um, they can sit in the front. Um, you have different leather options. You've got things like, and the car I had was really stick to the hilt. Um, it had everything. So you can have things like adapt a radar cruise control and a blind spot monitor and electric seats with memory. And, you know, the rear door even had a soft close. Air suspension, which I would definitely go for in this car, to lift it higher and lower. Uh, entertainment pack um, with car play. Um, so, uh, as I said, that's really um, the car I had. Again, I'm holding up to the price till the end. Uh, but um, you, if you wanted to, you could stick this car with all the luxuries in a big car. Now, I'm sure all the defender, listen, you know, all the, the, the guys that are owners of all defenders are probably now just rolling their eyes at me saying, what's wrong with you? Because, you know, a defender, um, uh, you know, the old defender guy, I still sort of miss that utilitarian, yeah. you know, no infotainment, none of this Bluetooth stuff and fancy light, you know, we've got canvas sheets and uh, uh, a, a lock center diff and no electronics. But, you know, things have moved on, and that's why Landover has gone this way. So if you wanted to, you can have a car that's very luxurious and very comfortable, but still quite capable. I must say, off-road-wise, um, you know, these things, especially the 90 being a short wheelbase, off-roading is no issue. You know, that with um, even the 2-litre the, the, the or the diesel, uh, the 3 diesel, lots of torque, um, off-road modes that are really good, great approach and departure angle. So in that regard, I think it's, you know, it's very capable. So just to let you know, Tabani has tweeted to say, big up, he thinks it looks good, he likes it. Um, someone else has said the Defender wants the best car, a Chaf, Chaf, Chaf in Potchefstroom. Chaf in Potchefstroom said the Defender won the best car of all time award. It's like a Rolex, which you can place in your will for your grandkids to inherit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you, you have to look at it like this a little bit, you know, cars have, and I read an article which was interesting and they said, you know what? Um, people complain about the Defender and they say, you know what, they should rebrand it a Discovery um, because the change is so big from the previous one to this one. But if you then look at other cars that have gone through other iterations, like, um, you know, other cars have gone through a next generation that changed completely and a next generation that changed completely. Um, so if you look, look at any car, let's say Corolla, um, the Corolla went through a few different generations where the Defender basically had the same thing for a long time. Or you look at uh, a discovery, it went through a few iterations. So what happened here, for a long time, the car was the same. Uh, and then they brought it up to the, the 21st century. Now the jump's quite big. And some people don't like it, and some people love it. So I think it does divide a little bit. Um, 
I, I can't remember if some, you know, driving the fender, I've told you this before, if you drive an old fender, when another one comes from the front, you wave at each other. It's almost like a secret club. Um, we, <laughs> I, I felt like the old defenders, they don't really like the new defenders this much. So it's like, they almost think, what's wrong with you? This is not a real defender. Isn't but in just... my mind, it was something I really enjoyed driving. Is it okay? Let's look at the let's let's be honest. Let's look at the cost. Okay, so the pricing um, of my car, and I, I like to use the word my car, is one point three six five million rands for the, for the ninety. It had one hundred and sixty five thousand rands of options. So the total price was one point five three million rand. So one one million five hundred thirty thousand rand um, was the price. So, sorry, say that again. <laughs> One million five hundred and thirty thousand rand. One million five hundred and thirty thousand rand. And is it worth every bit of the one million five hundred and thirty thousand? You know rand? what? I, I don't even have close to that money. Um, so in my case, um, I don't have the money. But you know what? Um, if if I could, as I said, if I was in a dream world and I could dream about a car, I could have in my garage, um, and any car was a pick. Yo, this is behind my list. This is beyond my luck, my top three. Just simply because of the enjoyment I got. So I think um, whatever car you drive, if you drive a, a, an old Mini and you enjoy the car, that's what it's about. That's the enjoyment. And for me, every time I climbed into the car, I enjoyed it. I sometimes just had to drive somewhere to drive it. You know, I, I took every opportunity I could to drive it somewhere. So from that <laughs> regard, I really, Michelle, I love this thing. Um, okay, as so, I said, it's not so, perfect, but... Um, it's something you loved that if every you're looking moment. for a, a sporty car, yeah, um, or off-road car rather, that um, uh, that's actually not quite sporty, definitely consider this car. So Abdul says some people do not understand the Land Rover brand. The Range Rover stands for refinement, the Discovery stands for versatility, versatility, <laughs> and the Defender stands for durability. I think that's a fair point. I've got a question for you. It's a different yes. question. Um, because we so so that's it. Hey, we're wrapping up that lovely car. We, we we can wrap it up. Just I want to say that they of course are base versions. So I mean, <laughs> if you they're starting at about one point one point two million, yeah. uh, and then it's a more rugged version of the Defender. But if, to be honest, if you go back, the previous Defender was anyway around about this price. The previous shape, uh, I think when it um, when it was sort of um, stopped selling, it was close to a million rand anyway. So it was if they kept uh, building that car, it was still going to be over a million anyway. But let's wrap it up. Something I enjoyed. Um, I'm very pleased. That just sounds like you had a great week. Let, what are you going to drive, test drive in the next couple of weeks? At this stage, my car. So um, um, <laughs> <laughs> all the manufacturers are wrapping up. So the fleet, you know, normally in December, um, you don't. We don't really test drive the car. So um, I'll see if I can get something before the end of the year. We'll see yeah. how that goes. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, Do you have a question? Yes. The question comes from Des in East London saying. If you are fitting two new tires, should they be fitted on the rear wheel's fixed axle? If you're fitting two new tires? Yeah, should they be fitted on the rear wheel's fixed axle? I'm not sure what the last part means. But, um, so, well, there's, there's a few schools here, so this, I'll, I'll try and make this answer short. Mm. So, um, uh, if your car's front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive, number one, the front-wheel in or um, on the car. So if it's front-wheel drive, the front will wear quicker, rear-wheel drive, the rears would wear quicker. Um, then there's um, a theory about which, which side of the car um, is going to skid. So yeah. if you have, let's say you have your brand new tires in the back, the front of the car is more likely to skid because there's less tread, so the car is more likely to understeer. 
Yeah. If you have your front wheel, uh, your, your new tires in the front, then the car is more likely to um, oversteer because there's less traction at the back. Um, so um, then if the car has no stability control, understeer uh, is easier to control than oversteer. But I would probably say, look at it like this. Where is the drive? So uh, if your car is front wheel drive, I'd more likely to say put the, 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 the new tires on the front um, because that's where it's driving. And if it's rear wheel drive and the sizes are the same because you've got to Sometimes rear-wheel drive cars, the, the, um, the bigger tires, uh, or, uh, the rear tires are wider. Put the tires at the back if it's front-wheel or rear-wheel drive. Um, but look at the difference in, in the tires as well. Um, so I, what I would say, if it's front-wheel drive, probably go for putting the new tires at the front and the older ones at the back. But um, then be careful. In, you know, if your car doesn't have stability control, the car is more likely to oversteer than understeer. So in other words, the back is more likely to skip. Okay, then um, someone wanted to know the new car that you've just tested. Is that the car mm. cost before or after? <laughs> yes. Finish the question. Uh, is that the car uh, cost before or after you put the petrol in? <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. Well, it's a diesel, so it's okay. But yeah, yeah listen, 1.5 million rand is a lot of money and it's out of the... No, not 1.500 rand, 1.5 million rand. Yeah. Let's be clear. It's out, it's, no, I did say million, I think. Oh, I thought you 1.5 said... million is out of, out of most of our abilities. But for me, cars, most of the time, are about what I dream about driving, not what I can afford. So yes, most sure. cars on the market I can't afford, but I can dream about them. And I think that's what cars are, for me, um, still as an enthusiast, that's what they're about. No, it's absolutely. It's about dreaming what I'd have. Not what I can afford. <laughs> That's exactly what the Jet Set Breakfast is all about. So it's not about literal traveling. It's about it's imagination. About it's about what we could have in our imagination because mm. the reality is looking a lot tougher than that. So, so Michelle, would you say we're ahead of uh, uh, America in certain aspects or we've always behind America in every aspect? No, I think we're ahead of them in every aspect. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Well, what's interesting, just quickly, in America... Um, you are not allowed to have adaptive headlights. So a rule that goes back in America to 1967 uh, said that your high beams and your low beams have to be two different lights. Yeah. And that's actually, um, up to today, they can't have things like matrix lights uh, or any adaptive type light yeah. because of that rule that goes back to 1967. So I see now that Joe Biden has put into law um, yeah. that that um, can now be um, allowed, but there's still some things to sort out. So... Things in South Africa, quite a many, few manufacturers, including this Defender, has matrix lights. They are still not allowed in the U.S. because of a law that goes back to 1967. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. You give us something to think about every single week, Wimnick, as Bayer <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> Nico, as always, a real pleasure to chat to you, Nico, our petrol head. He'll be back again next week at exactly the same time. It's 9 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.